it's going to be cold today. Only a high of 30 degrees. A low of 29. All right. I told you guys we were going to talk about conspiracies once in a while. And today I have our first conspiracy area. 51. Yes, Area 51. The real conspiracy. And I believe Area 51 can be found in Nevada. So, this is going to be good. Going to be good. Hey, welcome in. Welcome to Mornings with Ken. I'm glad you stopped by. As always, get your cup of coffee and your virtual donut. And uh, let's get started. Let's do this thing today. Hey, let's just jump right into it. We won't even go to a break. So, hey, Area 51. And there's been movies made about it. There's been articles written. Websites developed about Area 51. But what's the truth about Area 51? Now, if you're not familiar with Area 51, that is a government property around Groom Lake in Nevada. There is a uh, huge lake there called uh, Groom Lake. And it is where the government has secret projects going on in their underground facilities. Now, for years and years, the government denied that Area 51 existed. Not only did they, they, did they deny that, you know, there was UFOs there or that they were doing weird experiments or developing new weapon, weapons or helicopters or planes. They denied that the facility it, itself even existed. So think about that. The United States government denied that it even existed. They could have just denied, you know, the weird stuff, like there was aliens there or alien uh, spaceships or, ex you know, experiments, but they denied that they even had a facility there. It wasn't until 2013 that officially the government said, made a statement, and admitted that the base at Area 51 did truly exist. It wasn't until June 25th, 2013, that the government finally admitted that Area 51 existed in the Nevada desert. Now, for those who are always poo-pooing conspiracy theories I'm finding 
that given time, they come true. A lot of them come true. Because for years, people who discussed Area 51, like radio host Art Bell from Coast to Coast, for years discussed Area 51, only to be laughed at and people saying it didn't exist. But his listeners knew, and he knew it existed. He actually did a live radio broadcast, oh, very famous across the world, but he did it from the high desert of Nevada. So, conspiracies often come true. Now, after the government admitted that Area 51 did truly exist. They said it was just a military base so they could develop helicopters and special um, airplanes and military equipment. But it is you, if you go try to visit Area 51, you will be chewed away very quickly. Very quickly. Now, it's said that at Area 51, that's where they developed the U-2 program, the spy um first drone, really the first drone um, ever was developed at Area 51 and they used it to fly over Russia to spy on Russia. Now, also, one, the most famous person that came out that worked at Area 51 was a guy by the name of I believe it was Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. He was a scientist that worked there and he claims that while he was there his job was to examine a UFO to see how it worked. That's right. He examined a unidentified flying object to see how it worked, what it was made of, what what made it uh, get energy and fly. Now, I'm not saying that the UFO, the unidentified flying object, was from an alien planet. I'm using the term unidentified flying object. Now, this is just a claim. Now, it is true that Bob Lazar did in fact work at Area 51. That is a true statement. However, we cannot say for sure 
that his story is 100% correct, that he did examine a foreign object, a UFO. He says he did, and he said they actually got it to fly a little bit off the ground once they figured out how it was made. Now, Bob Lazar also says that as he was walking through the underground facility, he saw doctors in a room examining a dead body of what looked to be a person not of this world. So, make of that what you will. There's claims out there. Now, I don't know if those, you know, I don't know if I uh, am ready to agree with aliens. Um, I believe God made everything in the world, so, uh, in, in the universe. So, there you have it. But now let me say to you guys who poo-poo this, why did the government hide it going back, what, to the 40s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2013, before they even admitted it, that there was, admitted it, that's not a word, admitted that the facility even existed. Now, Bob Lazar also claims that while he worked at the facility, he created, well, he he studied an element called element 115 that was an element not known to our scientists. So... Hey, there you have it. Do you believe it or do you not believe it? Now we know the Nazis in World War II developed what they call the bell. Now this isn't, well, it wasn't conspiracy, but it it proved to be true. The Nazis developed a spacecraft that someone, if they saw it, would look like it was a UFO from outer space. It was shaped like a bell shaped and it it spun in a circle as you would think a flying saucer would. And that bell ended up in Pennsylvania over time. We're not sure how it got there, but it ended up in Pennsylvania. So the Nazis somehow developed a power or technology for a machine to hover in the air without a motorized engine. So, there you have it. What do you think, folks? Are you ready to believe in aliens and spaceships yet? Well, there's your first conspiracy, Area 
51. Number 914 from Earth to our planet. We will be taking off in three minutes. Mr. Chambers! Mr. Chambers! Don't get on that ship! The rest of the book! To serve men! It's, it's a cookbook! Bigfoot or aliens? If one of those which were true, which one would you rather be true? Bigfoot or aliens being real? Which one, if you had, I know it's kind of silly, folks, but if you had to choose, which one would you rather believe is true? Now, let's see. Bigfoot. Living out in the forest. You know, most of the stories go back to the Na- Native Americans. Um, in, in, in the, uh, well, all over America, but mostly... Um, up in the, you know, the West, Western um, America. And Russia and, and many other countries, China. But always way out in the wilderness, way out in the woods, where, uh, you know, they're hard to, to spot, hard to actually see. And so, like, what would be the benefit of a Bigfoot? I mean, it would be neat to have another creature that we didn't know. Well, we we assume might exist, but we we don't, you know. I mean, it's a big, hairy. I don't know what you would compare him to. It's a big, it's a big, hairy animal. Probably very strong. They always, um, uh, anytime they're they're shown, they're always uh, described as being. Very huge, muscular, very tall. So, I mean, I guess it'd be pretty cool to see. Um, I wouldn't want to be in the woods with them as they would rip my arms off from my bodies. I would assume, I always assume the worst. Or they could be very friendly and gentle, but I I tend to think they would be violent because they'd be an animal. So, but they'd be cool to, you know... I guess if if we could live with them and and be friendly towards one another, <laughs> or do we want to believe in aliens? Now that gets a little scary because I tend to believe that if aliens were out there, they might if they visited our planet, they might be scared of us just like we'd be scared of them, and then there might be a battle, not. Like, because they want to take over our world, but because they're scared and we're scared, so we might start shooting at each other. And if they have the technology to fly from other planets to Earth, they probably have better weapons than we do. So that would be kind of scary. But in, on the other hand, if they're peaceful and we could find a way to communicate with them, that would be kind of cool and have a whole new, I don't know what you refer, a whole new group of, 
another life form from another planet that was intelligent. That would be awesome. So I can see that. It'd be ben more beneficial. We, we could share technology or they could share their high-tech te technology with us. We're probably not going to get much from Bigfoot. Bigfoot, we're going to, you know, Sasquatch, what are we going to do? Give them a, you know, one of those uh, jerky meat things, you know, messing with Sasquatch thing. Give them a beef jerky. I mean, what's he going to do for us? You know, he, he's just a big, hairy animal. I don't know how we could benefit from each other. But aliens, ooh, maybe they could heal many diseases and have the cure for diseases. Or maybe they can um, help us with faster space travel and we can get to know what other aliens are out there living on other planets. So there's a benefit to the aliens. But I think being worried about them conquering us and taking over our planet is a bigger fear. So in my humble opinion, I would rather have Bigfoot because chances are you never, you would never run into them because they're the, they're the greatest hide and seek players of all time. I'm mean, using the bumpy stick, bumper sticker on cars, you know, scats or Bigfoot, um, you know, <laughs> the winner of hide and seek for generations now. So they, they basically hide from you. So they're, you know, unless you accidentally stumble upon them in the woods, they might just freak out and take off. They haven't really bothered anybody yet. You know, it'd be kind of cool to get to know them. You know, we can sit and have a beer with them or eat our beef jerky together. You know, so if there has to be one of these conspiracies come true, either Bigfoot or aliens, I'm going to Bigfoot. There's less of a chance that he can do me damage um, unless I aggravate him or something. So I'm sticking with Bigfoot. I don't know about you guys, but that's where I'm at. But hey, remember, I'm just joking. Not every conspiracy is real. But I'd like to think Bigfoot's out there somewhere having a conversation about humans and seeing if we're real. So, <laughs> hey, thanks for stopping by, guys. I love you guys. I hope you have a blessed day. Let's stay in touch and do this again tomorrow. Love you guys. Bye-bye. I am leaving soon. And you will forgive me if I speak bluntly. The universe grows smaller every day. And the threat of aggression by any group, anywhere, can no longer be tolerated. There must be security for all, or no one is secure. Now, this does not mean giving up any freedom except the freedom to act irresponsibly. Your ancestors knew this when they made laws to govern themselves and hired policemen to enforce them. 
We of the other planets have long accepted this principle. We have an organization for the mutual protection of all planets and for the complete elimination of aggression. The test of any such higher authority is, of course, the police force that supports it. For our policemen, we created a race of robots. Their function is to patrol the planets in spaceships like this one and preserve the peace. In matters of aggression, we have given them absolute power over us. This power cannot be revoked. At the first sign of violence, they act automatically against the aggressor. The penalty for provoking their action is too terrible to risk. The result is we live in peace, without arms or armies, secure in the knowledge that we are free from aggression and war, free to pursue more profitable enterprises. Now, we do not pretend to have achieved perfection, but we do have a system, and it works. I came here to give you these facts. It is no concern of ours how you run your own planet. But if you threaten to extend your violence, this earth of yours will be reduced to a burned-out cinder. <laughs>